0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Yellow Home, Big Hatsh right here, oh, man, oh man, um, that was a fire boy, DML uh, and Ed Sheeran. Um, you know, sometimes you, you we interview a lot of people on the show, I've interviewed a lot of people on, on, on radio since 2008 till now, and... Uh, you know, it's it's just incredible. Today is definitely uh, a historic day for me, personally. Uh, and, of course, we are really honored, uh, you know, to have um, this following guest on Pulse 95 Radio. She's a spoken word poet, a visual artist, a social activist, a basketball player. Uh, but most importantly, I think what people uh need to realize that she's an incredible human being she's a human first before become any, before she became anything like all of us and you see that in her poetry you see that in her vibe you see that in her personality and i just cannot wait um to definitely play one-on-one with her <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we got asma Al Badri with us we're gonna say assalamu alaikum alaikum thank you so much
1: for having me
0: on it's an honor to have you fam how are you
1: I'm good alhamdulillah. Sun is shining.
0: You're talking to us from uh, England, is it? Are you? No,
1: I'm in Holland
0: at the moment. Holland. Oh wow, okay, cool, bless you. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge honor. Your work reflects um, just uh, you know pureness and just uh, authenticity really. I want to ask you, um, obviously you do poetry and basketball. Now th- that th- what was the spark to start like poetry? Like, what was it? Was it a a poem that you heard? How did you get into spoken word? Because it's such a beautiful thing. I'm into hip-hop and, you know, rap is rhythm and poetry. And spoken word is such an integral part of of hip-hop and and rap culture, generally. So, um, tell me about your poetry, Spark.
1: So, for me, I remember, like, being in school when I was a lot younger, when I was around eight years old. Mm. And I remember, like, always getting red markings on my books when they came back and the spelling would be bad and the grammar would be bad and everything. And then once we had a session that was literally just about poetry, eight-year-old brain was just so excited about this thing, you know? And then I, I started writing and then I kept it like a private thing. Okay. So I never showed it with anyone because I knew if I showed it to these teachers, they're going to put those red markings on. Mm. Um, and then throughout the years, uh, i started sharing a little bit more we started doing msN um conversations where people from around the world would jump in and they'd write their poems and we'd respond and then and, and I started watching jeff uh, uh, oh, deaf poetry Jeff
0: poetry oh my god with the um, yeah. yeah yeah oh my um, god
1: the way they used to like talk about social issues in such an elegant way and they like uh, they kept the crowd entertained I found it really fascinating and then in 2015 I decided that I wanted to try mm. You know Going on stage And it was like The best thing that I ever did
0: How, how, how was that experience? Because a lot of people Take it for granted as well Getting on stage That, that anxiety uh, do, do you still have it right now? Like what Take us through that first time Go back in time And like when you got on the mic And people were clapping Smile Badawi Let's go whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> How did it go? <laughs> I
1: mean I think my first um, My first proper performance Was quite a small crowd but it was still like a big event and i, I absolutely loved it i mean I, I i read from a paper because i i didn't trust myself yeah. to not forget the words yeah 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 and the shaker was the paper was shaking and i was shaking and, oh, bless. but eventually i i was fine i mean i'm i'm very used to public speaking so i didn't have too many issues with it Mm-mm. but the issue issue for me was getting on the stage. I think for like years I was trying to get on the stage. I saw like a lot of Muslim charities in the UK bringing men down and um, poets and kind of having them entertain at different events. But they weren't ready for women. So mm. it took me a long time to, to finally get the opportunity. And I, I went straight to the mainstream rather than to the wow.
0: Muslim. Yeah, but I hear I hear a lot of per- persistence uh, in, 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 in your in your in your voice in your aura. I can see it. Like you know, I <laughs> I, I, I I and I salute you for that. Really. Um, okay, so from poetry to basketball, and what people don't maybe understand is that specifically hip hop and basketball have a very very big relationship. Like there is a and poetry and basketball also there. What was that the relate? You know what I'm talking about? Was that the same thing, or what was the spark for basketball? I know that you you play basketball with your older brother and like you know um, uh, in the neighborhood. Where you were um, What was the spark To get into bowling?
1: Bowling for me Was literally Coincidental <laughs> Like <laughs> I used to be A netball player I played netball what? For like seven oh, years Oh wow Yeah And then I, ha- I had a basketball But we, we'd we go to the basketball court But we just played Like shooting games We mm. never Played proper basketball And I hated defense Like I absolutely <laughs> hate People coming next to me With netball You had that whole Me to space It all yes. so good but then, um, when I went to university, first years I didn't do nothing, and then eventually, I decided that I needed to play a sport for my mental health. Mm. So I tried equestrian. I loved it. Like I was horse riding for like three weeks.
0: Wow, bless. And then, you. Wow, bless you. I
1: thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do <need> no sport. <laughs> oh man. And then I found that they had a basketball All team right. for women. That joined and. Completely, absolutely love the game. After a year, I spoke to my dad about wanting to do this forever. And he was just like, you know, you, you should do this. You should get your coaching qualifications, you should, um, inspire girls. And I was just like, dad, I just want to play. You know, like, i <laughs> don't try to do all of that.
0: Wow. <laughs> No, but God bless, but you did. You, like you did, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, what you were able to do as well in your career, changing, you know, rules and and, and 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 making a statement. I think what people don't realize is that when you're loud, whether you're loud vocally or with your actions, it really it does make a difference, which brings me to my next question, and I want you to be as honest as possible. Um, I think it was like a few years back, LeBron James, and it was like Fox News, someone said to LeBron James, you shut up and dribble or something like that. And I was like, "What? I mean, you're a human being before being anything else." Now, my question to you is: How do you respond to those who say athletes should not kind of kind of say their opinion and and actually make social change? Because you guys are the one that have the power. How do you respond to that?
1: <laughs> I feel like I, to a certain extent, I understand people that say that because they they're there for the sport. But at the same time, I think. For many years, the reason I I probably took side of the people that thought that, you know, if you're an athlete, if you're a public figure, you should just keep your opinions to yourself. Mm. And then during like the last few years, I realized that the only reason I felt like that was because the first time I encountered racism in basketball, I actually spoke out. And when I spoke out, the whole entire team stopped talking to me. And, and then there was like a breakdown of that relationship and then i changed team shortly after mm. and uh, so there was this thing world, like you don't speak out like people will, it's worse to speak out than it is to like there's loads of consequences but now mm. i feel like i completely feel the opposite yeah especially when i started becoming more vocal because yeah. so much happens in sports like in the in the um the locker rooms, in the... Uh, yeah. what's it called? Yeah, yeah, on like stadiums, the coaches, live, discrimination. The coaches,
0: facts, facts.
1: Yeah, so if, if you don't speak about these things, they never get resolved. And like, I remember like when I, my first team that I ever played with, there was a girl who'd already graduated from university and she'd been playing for seven years mm. after she'd graduated. And a lot of us girls were on the bench while she was playing. No one said anything, you know? and now that I'm a lot like older and I've seen a lot more things, I'm like no, you know, you should speak out. Like if you're an athlete and you see something wrong, yeah. You need to change it. Yeah. So
0: I see that's that's, my that's what I love about you. Like seriously, I, I I think you know you become a fan of what because I think I don't know maybe there's a certain culture. Um, I don't know how, like, speak out 100% because I think it's, uh, it, it's your right. And when I heard that, anchor actually said that because for a lot of people, um, a lot of people think that sports is only entertaining. And, like, go watch these guys paid a lot of millions of dollars, uh, get entertained, but then they have no right to speak their mind, make change. Um, what they don't realize is, for example, the top, top followed profile on Instagram is a, is a football player, Cristiano Ronaldo. So, like, he is, like, you know, he's actually more followed than his own team, right? Like, if you think about it, it's just uh, crazy. Um, uh, I got to ask you this as a basketball question. I want you to set the record straight. Is it MJ or Kobe or LeBron? Who is is the greatest of all time? For
1: me, it's LeBron.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, why? I
1: think because I watched the the Michael Jordan um series yes,
0: documentary and yeah, i
1: yeah. was like i don't know if i like him anymore <laughs>
0: That's yeah, that's honest. Yeah, I hear you. A lot of people were like, he was, uh, yeah, he was definitely a character. But LeBron James, I mean, what he was—he's done to the game. He's just crossed, uh, obviously, uh, Kobe, I believe, uh, for the for the for the second, and he's the second all-time scorer. Carmelo, sorry, second um, all-time scorer. This is incredible for someone like that. Do do you think he's gonna cross uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number? Like, is that gonna happen?
1: i mean i hope not because king of the <laughs> is a muslim he's on our team
0: <laughs> facts uh have you ever met like any uh, nba uh, basketball player and and if so who uh i
1: met uh the south
0: african sudanese player uh, Lu- ludang Ludang. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god what a guy yeah he's from sudan as uh, south african sudanese i think yeah? Yeah. yeah 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 incredible guy played for the chicago bulls i believe that's incredible um okay, so now both of these worlds that you're into, like spoken word and, and basketball, they're just incredible worlds. Can you kind of I w I don't I don't like to ask that question, but let's say you have to drop one. What would it be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this is such a hard question. It is. <laughs> oh, I think I would drop Ah, oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, see
0: I see her Oh God, it is tough like, like just for the sake of conversation You know, people are tuning in right now And by the way, you're getting a lot of love from the SMS uh, Shout out to Noura, Abdul Aziz Tuning in from the capital. Apparently they're big fans of you They've seen your TEDx um, your, your TEDx, uh, I think, uh, poem um, wh- Which one would you drop? Just for the sake of co- uh, conversation
1: I think I would keep the sport then, because I feel like there's more power in it.
0: Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you when you, when you answer that, you think about it. Also, your poetry is just incredible at, at, at what you do. Um, um, As your your face is all over the the, 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 the you know the the UAE right now. People can see it. Um, what does that mean to you? And do you feel more responsible right now slash pressure in a way? To always deliver, always kind of be on point, be more vocal, or no?
1: Um. To be honest, I feel like Allah gives us these things when we're almost ready for it. Yeah. I think if that happened to me a couple of months ago or a year ago, I I, I would feel that pressure because yeah. I was feeling that pressure. Mm. But now I, I try to always remind people that I am human mm. first. Um, there's obviously in some in some instances, um, some pressure because a lot more people reach out, a yep. lot more people um, need help or want support and it's difficult to help everyone, mm. Mm. But, um, but this year for me has been the year for taking it easy, that's what I told myself from the beginning, so I'm, I'm just being very selective
0: mm. in, in the uh, way that I... Yeah. How important is it to reset? Like just to kind of uh, y- your, your mindset it gets a lot of pressure. A lot of people. Sometimes I fell into it as well. I feel a little bit burnt out. I feel like, you know, I'm not you know doing something. How important do you go through that? Do you reset?
1: I mean, I, I try to reset every week at least once. Wow. I have wow. a drink, called
0: Sleep
1: Day. Sleep <laughs> wow. Day is just naps all day and Netflix and food. That's
0: it <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I could you, I, I envy you <laughs> I mean, for, for a lot of people Maybe including me I feel if I reset I'll be missing out So it's like you, you, Because it's a survival thing as well um, But bless you You know, this is just a, incredible I don't want to put you on the spot But is there any way Anything at all You can, uh, you know Tell us a, a poem Anything If you can If not, it's all good if it's appropriate, if, if you can.
1: I can do one, but let me get my poetry book first. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the poetry book is coming, ladies and gentlemen. We are having a discussion with El El Bedoui uh, live on air right now. Go follow her. She's incredible. Um, we've posted about her on uh, our social media, uh, on Pulse95 Radio. She's incredible, uh, and she is uh, amazing at what she does. And I made her now get out of the chair and get that poetry book. <laughs> um, where can people find that book?
1: Um, the book is online. Mm. I think it's if you press the link in my Instagram, okay. it it pop up.
0: Okay, nice. Um,
1: yeah, I think there's a e book version as well.
0: All right, amazing. Okay, uh, wh- whatever whatever you feel, the energy is is to you. So whatever you feel like, maybe just a few lines of Asma battery
1: <laughs> Oh, this this is a few lines. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so th- this one I've decided to do. Uh, I called it. Kandaka, but it has a different
0: name. Um, Kandaka, yeah. On. If you're yeah. Sudanese, you know. Shout out to my Kandakas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. They call us the queens, Renea, Königin, and Kandakas. Derived from earth, nurturers, and carers. We come in all shades and hair textures. Some of us carefully fold fabrics over our heads. Divine, independent, and magnificent. We belong to different nations and tribes. Our tongues are accustomed to different spices and give off unique aromas of language. Our bodies occupy different spaces. We are skateboarders, designers, singers, poets, athletes, artists, and dancers. Life is created within us. We are fighters. We are the revolution. We are the movement. We are sisterhood in one with the universe. Mm. We feel its murmurs shed tears of joy and pain. We are sacred. We are woman, no woman,
0: no life. Oh my God. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. What? Wow. You know I'm snapping. <laughs> if you're into poetry culture, you know that you know snapping your fingers is a thing. Oh my God, this is. Asma abedui, Allah yahmiki, Wallahi ukhti You are uh, an amazing soul. Sarahatan. Um, you know you you become a fan uh, instantly, and may Allah protect you and, and, and give you even more. My last question to you would be, and I thank you so much for your time. Um what is the most challenging thing that you ever had to go through? Um like if if someone would ask you that and, and how did you pass through it? Um yeah, as as, as a challenge, because we all go through challenges. What was Esma Badoui's challenge?
1: I think my biggest challenge is probably my mental health. Mm. Um mm. the I mean I had spikes in my life, but I think the how I got through it, Alhamdulillah, Like I feel like I have the most amazing parents in the world. Shout and out to them. And I remember like one one episode a few years ago when I was a lot younger. Um, I started screaming, and I I couldn't stop screaming in the house. And I remember my dad came up the stairs and he with my mom and they both like looked at me and then my dad was like, okay, f- um, have you finished? And I said no, and he was like, get it get it all out. <laughs> Up. so i literally screamed the house down we didn't care about the neighbors Wow! and then as soon as i finished my mom told me it, like what do you need and i told her i just want to sleep and then they kind of put me in bed and they like left and then a few hours later they came up to check up with me and then i felt like they always gave me the time yes. to get therapy to seek help to, to anything you know and I, I feel like we we always talk about life uh, and people succeeding in life, but we don't understand that they also have their own issues. Fact. So for me, I don't tend to like talk about it so much.
0: No, we thank you for I talking. I still about talk it. about it because it's yeah.
1: important. Yeah. So I, I would say that that year after that year i was a completely different person i saw my parents in a different way wow i saw my family in a different way and and now i'm just like I, I can do anything with them With me you know? God
0: bless Shout out to your parents I mean this is incredible I'm a I'm a I'm a father for an autistic kid uh, And me and my one and only We uh, it's, 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 it's a struggle So I really connected With exactly what you said And big up to them Specifically coming in From our region There's this whole taboo About mental health And um, I don't even think Even when you use The Arabic language I think some of the t- uh, Terminologies need to change In order for us To really make that impact So Allah ya'mi And this is incredible Very important that someone like you who is into poetry, basketball, and activist, change rules, you guys. Like, you know, rules have changed because of this woman. Because there's a human being right here in front of us. It's a huge honor, really, to have you. Um, Asma, Ebedoui, thank you so much for being on Charges First and only English uh, radio station. W- before I let you go, what are you up to for the remaining of the year? What can we expect?
1: So I'm... Currently in an artist residency. Nice. So I'm I'm working on my own sort of photography, videography stuff. Yes. So I'm doing that, Alhamdulillah. And um, before I go, um, I, I don't no, normally don't do that do this, but this morning I spoke to my mom and she wasn't feeling very well. So if you could all make dua for my mom, her name is Tadjil. Um, and just all make
0: Die for her. I really appreciate it. Hey, it can be of course. And uh, God bless her. Uh, may Allah protect you all. You are an amazing shout out to you and Sudan. Uh, in one word, Asma, what does Sudan mean to you? Home. Home. I forget it. Oh bless it, <laughs> it is home. Uh, God bless you. Just stay on uh, on air. We're gonna be right back, you guys. Asma El Bedoui, an incredible human being, was with us, and she blessed us massive, massive energy. We're gonna be right back. Keep it locked right here on Pulse ninety five Radio.